Hello, uh, and welcome to yet another episode of Two Thumbs Undecided. I am your humble host, Sam Ferguson. And I am your uh, unhumble host, uh, the brilliant and yet good host, Zach Ferguson. I was trying to think of a better word, uh, but I've used central in the past, but I don't know what that word really means. Well, good is good enough. Uh, Today we have a very special episode. I'm not sure if you could tell by the title of the episode. And the giddiness Um, of our voices. And the giddiness of our voices. um, We have the acclaimed poster artist, uh, Akiko Sternberger, with us. Uh, She's done... She's one of those artists you've seen her art uh, art everywhere. I mean, I've seen it. It's one of those things you've seen the poster and you haven't, and maybe you don't know the name, but you will now. Uh, she was on the Vanity Fair. Uh, she had two of her posters on Vanity Fair, best posters of all time. She's a, correct me if I'm wrong, but a 15-time winner of the CLIO Awards. Um, yeah. She also, oh, then that was in uh, Dazed Magazine says, uh, that she is the Bong Joon-ho of the poster world, which is quite the accomplishment. Um, thanks for joining us, Akiko. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, Thank you so much. I wanted to say, um, not only, you know, I have did a bit of studying in the poster world just so I can sound smart while talking to you, but um, as I'm doing more and more research, I'm realizing how big of a name you are in the the poster world. And... I'm also realizing, just looking at your interviews, how cool of a person you are. You seem like a generally cool person. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I wanted to get to get to know you a little first. Start off with some, you know, well, a little bit more uh, getting to know you as a person a little bit more. I'll, I'll oh, say right off the bat, yeah, I was going to leave this uh, for like the end, but uh, I recently <laughs> started following you on Instagram and... Uh, yeah, the the stuff you post on there, like your art and just the stuff you like make. Do you post a lot of original stuff on your Instagram? Like the I, stuff. All, all this, all the stuff on my posts are stuff I've created. Uh, stuff on my stories are, you know, are a mix of both and memes. Really, a lot of memes. But, uh, but yeah, yeah all, all the work on my Instagram is it's, it's everything I've created. Yeah, definitely a a, a profile to to follow. Uh, on Instagram. Um, so uh, how? So I, I was reading an interview uh, with you uh, from the Native Influence, um, and two things I wanted to ask you from that interview because I wanted to expand upon. One of them, you said uh, you were talking about your schedule, and you said at 11 p.m. every day you watch pure trash TV, and I was wondering if you could expand upon what you meant by pure trash tv what what are you what are you watching these days oh man i i uh i mean it's a good mental break from Mm -hmm. all the the creative stuff that happens during the day but i mean more recently i'm re-watching eastbound and down um Mm -hmm. i watch i've been watching a lot of um murder docuseries (laughs) um of course when tiger king was out i was like hooked on it um yeah, I, 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 I've always been a huge fan of, of trash. Even when I went to design school, I remember like having people come over to my house and watching this compilation of, of uh, Jerry Springer shows. Wow. <laughs> and, and the show Blind Date. So, I mean, 
I, yeah, I've always kind of loved reality shows, and I, you know, as much as I love highbrow, equally love lowbrow just as much. And well, there's some- oh, go ahead. Well, there's something beautiful about lowbrow uh, stuff that you can't get from highbrow. I, I, I know, exactly. like Trailer Park Boys, I binged through that entire show, thinking it was like great, but it, it truly, you know, it's that just lowbrow high. Mm-hmm. What is trash? I feel like it, you know it's whatever gets you through the day. If you like it, you like it. Who's to exactly. who's to judge you for it? I mean, I remember, um, I remember, like uh, in two thousand and four, I I got together with my boyfriend at the time, and he was so ashamed that I watched reality shows. And if I ever brought it up in public, he would kind of shush me, you know. But then, mm-hmm. like throughout the years, I started noticing that more and more people were watching it. it and it, it went from a dirty little secret to like, hey, now we're having nights where we watch Jersey Shore, you know. So, I, you know, I think in, in the creative world, it's almost like embarrassing to like lower your standards to that stuff. But I think it's just as important. I think it's, it's amazing to, to, to have that little mental break. I mean, not everything has to be so serious all the time. Yeah. So, um, so I've always been a huge, huge fan of all that. My, my girlfriend made me start watching Love Island. And, <laughs> okay. uh, I, I was also kind of like, I don't want to watch this, but now, uh, I kind of, I mean, she's probably listening, so uh, I kind of like it. I can admit and it. Now you know who the, all the characters are, right? <laughs> now I know, at least of the season. I forget which season I was watching. It was the, this is the British one, by the way. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, there's so many. There's an Australian yeah. one. There's like, there's so many. The I, other, I like, um, go ahead, Zach. Well, I was just thinking a British uh, reality TV show. I feel like with accents, it would seem more, you know, highbrow. I don't know. Just like. Yeah, I think maybe it gives oh, off a highbrow kind of. Just because they have a British accent, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but uh, the the other question I had from that from that interview is, um, you said they said what should everyone try at least once, and you said drugs, and I wanted to know if you had a a a story of like I was watching the uh, Netflix Have a Good Trip, uh, where all these artists just talk about trips that they've had or something. I wondered if you had a a, a story like that that you could, a brief anecdote? I mean, I think I have too many stories <laughs> like that. Um, I actually don't even remember that interview, so it's funny. I'm actually kind of uh, pleased with my answers. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, I think in the in the 90s, uh, when I went to design school, this makes me sound ancient, it was the end of the 90s, um, uh, I was going to raves a lot. So I think as a creative person, just having access to expanding your brain is very important, you know? And even if you do it once and decide never do it again, I think it's, it's always an, an eye-opening experience, you know? Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, obviously not everybody should do drugs, especially mm-hmm. ones with... <laughs> that end up getting addicted to them. But um, yeah. I think it, it, the experience definitely changes you. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had an instant where you like did a drug and then made something and was like, that was amazing? Oh uh, yeah, or, or many r- times. I think in, in, in design school, I was doing a portrait of James Dean and I did it on acid. And wow. I thought it was the most amazing painting I'd ever done. It was so dimensional and I was, walking around it and I felt like it was following me everywhere I went. 
Um, so, so yeah, I mean, that was, uh, I still look back at that painting. My friend owns it and I'm like, damn, that was pretty good. Yeah. You could have made some money off of that. It even more. <laughs> yeah. Um, but talking about, that's a good lead into my, the next section, talking a little bit about, um, uh, how you got into this kind of field you were talking about how you how where you went to school tell us a little bit about how you got into this very niche industry uh did you start off wanting to do this uh how did this how did this end up happening uh it was very accidental um when i went to design school i was my main focal point was to do editorial illustration so i knew as soon as i graduated college i wanted to move to new york and start working for different magazines, doing you know portraits of musicians and actors, um, and that's exactly what I did. Um, I went out to New York, and I was starting to pick up so much freelance work doing that. And um, around 2004, uh, I moved back to LA, and, and uh, it couldn't have come at a more it couldn't have come at a better time because I just needed any type of work. And my friend was working at a movie poster advertising agency. Hmm. And they were actually on the hunt for a receptionist. So I went to interview as the receptionist, but I also brought a spin magazine, which also had my piece in it from that month. So um, even though I felt like a douche, I showed the owner anyways. I was like, oh, and by the way, I have this, you know, and he's like, well, what are you doing? There's no way you're going to answer phones. Have you ever thought about doing movie posters? And I said, actually, no, never. I've never even touched a computer you know, other than to check emails. And he's like, well, let's just try you out for a few months and, and we'll see how you do. Mm. And so that's how I stumbled into it. And um, it was only fairly recently that I made the connection of how important it was that I came from an editorial illustration background because I was kind of doing the same thing. I was, I was reading an article and having to summarize it in one image. Mm. So that was a great uh, training for doing movie poster work. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, we'll talk about this a little bit later about inspirations and things like that. But your your artwork, it really feels like uh, you uh, the 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 last black man of San Francisco, where like the person is leaning. I mean, I I feel like with all of your artwork, Zach and I were talking about the the wildlife one before we we went on this. That there just is so much in so little, but there is so much that is said uh, in your artwork. Um, Almost as if uh, if we saw your work and didn't know, you know, right off the bat it was yours. You can be, oh, that's a, a Kiko, you know. Of course, like, oh, I'd like, I want to do a poster like that. Yeah, as a reference. Um, Thank you. So, what? When was the moment though that you transitioned? Because you were you were working as a junior design designer on posters. Yes. When was the moment that you were you broke and you're now doing? independent posters uh and you kind of broke into where you are now was there like a specific movie or was it like a gradual thing um well you know uh i think funny games my poster for mm. funny games kind of um it definitely altered my career path because up until that point i was like i don't want to do movie posters I'll, I'll do it for a little while until i pay off my student loans but you know but this is all bullshit. Like I need to do more fine art for my soul. Like the whole like 20 something thinking that selling out is like the worst thing ever. And, and um, so I was always convinced that I was going to leave this industry. 
But, um, but then I ended up working with some amazing creative directors that really were trying to cultivate more art and posters. And I think that really changed my perspective on everything. Mm. And, and, and when Funny Games became a real poster and it started garnering all these, like, all this press and all this attention, it was right when I began freelancing. I left an agency job full time and I began freelancing as a movie poster artist, which was so new to me and, and actually really scary for me. So um, it was amazing that that poster took off. And, and I feel so happy that, you know, 16 years later, people are still talking about it and still yeah. referring back to it, you know? And, and so I feel so honored, but, but that definitely like, made me decide, okay, I can go the route where I make Harry, po Harry Potter posters, or I can work on these art house films. And I always, always felt so much better working on those art house films. Mm -hmm. It just, um, it, because there's less money involved, uh, the client doesn't have to worry about selling it to some random Joe in the Midwest. So they're, they're more willing to, to take chances on what the poster actually becomes. Mm -hmm. so, um, so I think it, it always pushes me to, to come up with new ideas and try different painting techniques because, um, you know, it's, it's just, the doors are more open creatively for, for those, those independent type art house films. Yeah. Uh, for, uh, for what, oh, ahead, well, sorry. for whenever it comes to a, a job that's coming up, is this something that the, uh, the it, company contacts you or do you see that, say, Jim Jarmusch is coming out with a new film and you're like, I really want to do a poster for that? How does you that know, work? Yeah, um, they usually come to me. I've been really lucky that the last few years they've been coming to me. Um, there's only been one that I sought out, which was a random documentary called Art and Craft. I, I just coincidentally saw it at, at um, a film festival and I fell in love with it and I really wanted to work on it. And part of me wanted to contact the director, but again, I felt like such a douche doing so. And then lo and behold, um, I believe um, uh, a studio picked it up and coincidentally contacted me to work on it. And I was over the moon. Of course, I told them like, oh my God, I want, you know, I saw this and I want it. So, I mean, it was so, so great how it worked out. It but seems yeah, like... Well, it seems like every time you feel like a douche, uh, things truly work out for the best. It's like, uh, <laughs> yeah. maybe, th maybe that's a saying in life, you know, yeah. don't worry about being a douche. Don't things worry will about work being out. a douche. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I wanted to go back because you, you mentioned the, the poster for Funny Games. Uh, and I was reading how that was, um, you really put your foot down on what you specifically wanted for that. And I was wondering if you could talk about that um, specific story on how you were insistent um, to have your vision. Yeah, I mean, poster. up until that point, I was still so new, you know? And so I really wasn't voicing my opinion. You're, you're kind of just like, all right, the client tells me to do something, I'll do it, you know? Um, but in this instance, they really wanted to keep adding shit to it. Mm -hmm. And I felt so strongly about it that I actually told the creative director I will walk away from this project if they make me do this or have another designer take it over because I just really don't agree with what the, the studio is asking for. What were they and asking? They wanted blood splatters on her face or another option was having a white glove pulling her hair, you know, and 
And I thought that it was eerie enough that she was just sobbing and, you know, and, and it was also being true to the, to the movie, but we don't, I mean, the, the, the director really wanted that specific scene. Sorry, somebody's doing like, um, they really wanted a specific scene reference. So why add this fake part that doesn't exist? And, and what more do you need to communicate to have it communicate that she is scared shitless? You know, so, I mean, as you guys mentioned earlier, it's like I've always been a strong fighter for, like, less is more, less is more, mm. you know? And so in this instance, I really, really just wanted to keep it simple. Mm. And that's a that's a good lesson and just something I've also, like, where even though you, you bring something to your boss or – the people who are in charge, uh, the boss is sometimes not always correct, and it's good to like push back, and then you get stuff like the funny games, yeah, uh, yeah. poster. Because yeah, I, I couldn't so. imagine, I I would, yeah, I I feel like any more to that, it would have diminished. I I feel personally, I think the poster for funny games is more famous than the movie itself. I feel like I've seen the poster. And people might be like, because I recognized the poster like when I was looking through your work, and I was kind of familiar with funny games, um, but I was like, I've seen that, and then it got me, and then I and then I watched funny games last night, but um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I wanted to talk about because uh, you were talking about working with the director on that. Uh, I was reading an interview where you were talking about how you rarely work with directors when doing posters is that true um it's becoming more and more oh really uh, okay this might have been an older them, but I, I i often appreciate having that buffer just because i'm i'm sometimes i get star starstruck and nervous other times um it's it's uh it's easier if i can just concentrate on what i need to do instead of playing into the politics of it mm. but um but yeah as far as like meetings some in person, I, I, I freak out at the thought of that. Um, I, you know, I'm still a designer that's like super introvert and, and would prefer to do everything behind the kitchen, yeah. you know? I work in a post-production, so it's like, I don't like, I love not having to deal with, uh, with people. Client. Well, I guess you do have to, I'm not like, an, I'm not an editor as much. I'm more of uh, like, I'm more of like the technical operator behind the scenes, so I don't have to be client facing. So I yeah. like that aspect of the job that I don't have to really deal with directors and, and yeah. that buffer. Cause, so I can sympathize with that. Yeah. I mean, even with like movie premieres, I, I, I think I've only been to maybe two or three because I, I just don't like that whole like schmoozy type yeah. thing. Yeah. What's that feeling though of you walk into the two movie premieres that you did go to uh, or, or just seeing your ad like up in like all around like i i was um your ad for uh let me pull it up the one i love that's another one that i feel was everywhere in new york i in all of the subway stations i that was an ad that i saw and once again i didn't really know much about the show itself or the movie itself um i was just saw that image what's it like seeing your artwork around cities like poster postered all over the place See, I need to move back to New York because I rarely see it. We really appreciate you in New York. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what LA is doing. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I haven't really seen many in person. And when I do, I was like, oh, this is how it looks when it's not on a computer. 
-hmm. you know? Um, it's really cool. I mean, I went to the last Black Man in San Francisco premiere here in, in, in LA. It was, it, it, it did feel good to see the posters up in the marquee. You know, mm -hmm. I, it did feel good. And, and, and um, yeah, I, it's, it's rare that I get to see them so large too. I mean, you forget how powerful it is to see something at 27 inches and 40 inches long. You know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just so used to being stuck in my little bubble of being in front of my computer. So, mm -hmm. um, and I rarely actually get tangible posters. Like those studios never really send me what? actual posters. So, is it because um, they they think you have it and like, oh, you can go print it yourself? You have the yeah, stuff. possibly. And I guess I've never really thought to ask about them because it's not like I would hang my own work in my house or something like yeah. that. You know? But um. But yeah, I mean, it, it's always cool to see it in real life. Uh, something I was just looking at, thought about was, uh, do you control where the type uh, goes in? Uh, for I like, do. you do? Okay. The do majority you... of the time, majority of the time, I do. Um, the majority of the time, I come up with a concept. I fully flush it out, and I do all the typography. There mm. are instances when the type changes. Obviously, if a movie already has a set logo, then I have to use it in my design. Like, for instance, the Defied Bloods, that was a, I, dif I had different uh, type on it originally, but then we had to carry on the, the logo that was used in the film. But mm. uh, for the most part, I like being in charge of my type. Hmm. Um. I, I'm curious also with your, with your process, because I was reading all of this... Um, stuff uh there was an interview with the one of the netflix creatives tamash uh uh pinsky uh who's uh he said that 20 to 40 designs a week uh you said in an interview that over 16 years you did nine thousand pieces of art and a lot of them don't make it to the end what what's that like you're probably killing babies like your darlings <laughs> Over oh. and over, yeah. Sorry, not babies, darlings. <laughs> that's the phrase. That's a, that's <laughs> You're probably one. killing your darlings <laughs> over and over and over every day. Is that traumatizing? Is that like how how often do you feel like you, the that it really hurts that you have to kill this piece of art? You know, in the beginning, it hurt, but you just kind of get used to it. And and after a while, if something doesn't get picked. I kind of just keep it in the back of my brain for using it for another project. Um, there are multiple times where um, certain posters you might see now, I presented that idea like three or four times for other projects. So I, I don't get bummed out as much anymore. Um, if anything, I just feel like, all right, cool. When that perfect movie comes in where I can use it, I'm going to try to use it. So, mm -hmm. so they just kind of stick in this little imaginary file cabinet for the next project. So, like, artists, they won't, because I know at least in some industries, some people might be like, you can't use this for other projects if it was in the, the running. So you can, like, use whatever whatever they d deny you can use for something else. No, I mean, it's not like I created the art and I'm going to use the art for another project. It's more about the concept. Oh, got it, got it. More than anything. I would never, I would never use the same art <laughs> for a different project. No way. <laughs> Um, um, so for 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 that, where like someone is trying to change or give you notes, like how long does it usually how long does it usually take a poster to be finished? Uh, it depends. I mean, it also depends on what which stage they are in the marketing. Um, 
There are times when I have no time to do anything and then other times when I have months. And so um, I kind of like when there's a short amount of time to spend on a project because it means that there's less fussing and there's less like people trying to change things a million times. It's like you have to shit or get off the pot. Mm -hmm. uh, but it, it can, it can, it, it differs. It, there's a different difference for every single project. I mean, sometimes I put on a project before they even cast the actors and before they even write the script. It, it, they want something based on the idea of a story to to put out there to get people interested in it. So it it it's so different every single mm -hmm. time. Have you ever had an instance where someone, an, uh, a director or some creative director, early on before they started shooting anything, they saw your poster and they realized something about their work that they hadn't felt or they haven't thought about before? Have you had like an awakening in any of the... What do you, what do you mean by that? You mean like... Are you if, saying that the director... You're seeing the poster, seeing your poster, your artwork of their work made them... They saw like they see something about their their work before like they shoot something maybe that they they didn't think about and like maybe it made an effect on their like how they thought of their work while shooting it or something like that. Um, that might have been a two. No, no, um, I don't know if that's happened. I mean, I've had something happen after the fact. Mm -hmm. Like I, I I was working um, on John Turturro's film Jesus Rules, and mm -hmm. I had this one idea that where I named the idea, Jesus Take the Wheel. And he's like, God damn it, I wish I would have seen this before I shot the movie, because I would have named the film that. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, so close. Yes, So yes. close. So it was pretty funny that that happened, yeah. That would, yeah, that would have been, that would have been great if you named, yeah. basically were the namer of the movie. Exactly. Um, uh, I wanted to talk about um, what, uh, the the effects of modern day because I feel like a lot of now like posters it's not just about posters that you see like the vertical posters I mean so much of it is clickbait what you see on like the Netflix streaming sites do you have any connection to those types of things do you work on those at all or or do you have do you feel some kind of influence of being more clickbait uh, than you would have maybe in the past. Um, I haven't specifically worked on just those, those like horizontal Netflix things, maybe once. Mm -hmm. um, but I do see the influence behind those because uh, I know that even just streaming, streaming films, just the thumbnails, the clients are really into simplified posters. And, mm -hmm. and that's been huge because uh, it takes out all the fussiness of the posters that clients usually ask for. Mm -hmm. You know, and so it really helps kind of trim things down and just keep it bold and simple. So I love that that is now happening it, because that's what I've been kind of pushing in, in my work for as long as I can remember, you know, like why throw in everything in this story? Just, just come up with like an intriguing image and suck people in. So. Yeah, no, I can, I can completely sympathize with that. I have uh, some technical questions because uh, based off of your um since I, i'm really into like the tech stuff like i love aspect ratios and i like talking about all of that stuff so i wanted to ask why on your <laughs> zach's probably annoyed of it at this point um why on your um 
on your website, you specifically do RGB uh, PSD with the two, 250 DPI. Was Is this like an industry standard or is this something you specifically do? I mean, this is what I've always worked with from the start of my, the industry. You know, mm -hmm. we, um, I think I was, when I started in the industry, they were just starting to put, make all their files in Photoshop. They were, they were leaving out Illustrator, they were leaving out Quark at the time, God, I sound ancient. But, um, but we had always built our comps, as we call it, it as Photoshop files. So I think when clients come to me and they ask for an InDesign file or something in Illustrator, I'm like, uh, no, this is what you're getting, you know, PSD. And I also don't work in vector, you know, like a lot of my stuff is scanning and paintings and, mm -hmm. and, and textures and stuff like that. So I'm, I am only using Photoshop. So what you, you mentioned that you most, you're all, you're, you're only using Photoshop, but a lot of your, well, most of your artwork is so it looks like an illustration. Is that done in Photoshop? Is that it? Does it look? Is it? Are you that good? <laughs> is my question. I mean, thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, in, in the beginning, it 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 was more uh, analog with me scanning in illustrations, but mm -hmm. back then I also had more time to work on projects. Uh, Funny Games was my first digital illustration. That was the first time I really actually illustrated in Photoshop, and. Um, then as, as time progressed, the, the deadlines got shorter and shorter. And so to keep up with having my illustration in the ring with all the other designs the clients are, are, are looking at, I had to edit them pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. So um, I've been learning more and more how to make illustrations so that they can easily be edited. And, and um, when a certain look calls for a certain type of painting, I'm still scanning in paintings. But mm. most of the time, I'm scanning them in pieces so that I have I have the ability to alter it mm. when the, the revisions come in. But yeah, it's, it's getting more and more digital, but I try to keep as much of a hand-done quality for certain types of looks as, as much as possible. That reminds uh, me of the... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Zach. Well, I, I was just going to say, uh, we saw that uh, one of your influences is uh, Bob Peak. Guy yes. did uh, West Side Story, My Fair Lady, and uh, The Apocalypse Now. Mm -hmm. uh, posters, uh, and those are all, at least from what I'm seeing, are all watercolor. Uh, how much uh, do you try, like, do you find yourself doing a lot of watercolor paintings uh, for your posters? Um, my my media of choice is acrylic because it really can be so versatile um, because I can water it down and it does look like watercolor and then I can get really thick and, and um, it can also emulate an oil painting. So I, I've always preferred working with, uh, with acrylic. Also, it dries so quickly, and um, it's easy for me to hide my mistakes. <laughs> I, I noticed on your um, Portrait of a Lady on Fire poster, how that's just, is that acrylic, that painting? That is a mix of both. Oh, um, a mix of both, okay. It, I did it with acrylic, but it didn't feel dimensional enough. So I actually used photography of oil dabs and, and placed them in there so it felt like one piece. I think that's the the art piece of yours that I was most, like, it took, it, it made me realize, like, this is who, this is someone, this is a different type of poster. Um, oh, just because it is so simple, like, it is so simple. Um, and... But you know, very yeah. few artists are doing, or 
poster artists are doing things outside of something that looks uh, I mean, there's definitely and like there's a lot of layers and stuff to it, but that it looks like I could reach out and touch the poster and feel it as a painting. The um, texture and the bumps, which I wouldn't do. I wouldn't do that at a at an art gallery or something. I'm not that yeah, kind of person. Um, that's a PSA for those people going to museums when they open back up. Uh, yeah. which actually I had a, I had a friend. I had a friend who I saw do that. Like, and I was like, how? Why do? You, that's. It was at a student like a. But still, it was it was very strange to see that I guess Wait, some people... he touched it. Yeah, she 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 touched uh, it. You know what? Maybe <laughs> <laughs> maybe let's not. <laughs> you know what? Maybe... Yeah. Lost people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But uh, so acrylic is that the oil the oily stuff the one where it's like a little block of like chalk? It's not chalk, but um, acrylic is. It, I guess it's the most kind of basic paint. I mean, it's, it's plastic acrylic base. So it, it does, once it's dry, it, um, it's permanent, like permanent for the most part. I mean, you could always build on top of it, but it doesn't take, you know, 40 years to dry like oil does and watercolor and wash, if you add water to it, they can still be altered. So acrylic is pretty, like once you have it a certain way, it, it pretty much stays the same unless you paint on top of it. Gotcha. Yeah, I keep looking. I keep misspelling acrylic, and all this says is donating the alphabet using salvic peoples. It's not what you're talking about. What are you talking about? I looked up acrylic, and it's something about the Orthodox Church. Ah. (laughs) Anyways, thank you very much for the actual definition. So uh, another thing, more so about uh, the poster industry itself, something that I was kind of confused about with um, the different type of posters. There's alternate posters. There's main posters. There's teaser posters. Um, how can you? How would you define like the different types of of posters? And what what maybe is your favorite one to do if you have one? Okay, um, teaser posters are usually are usually like hinting at uh, the movie. Mm. So um, I actually love working on teaser posters because you know you're just going like here. Here's a little like piece of candy. This is like what's up ahead, but we're not going to give you like the whole thing. Um, then there's the one sheet, which is the official. It, I mean, they're all official, but it's like the main poster, and that's usually where they show the actors and they have the most information on there. Um, the alternate posters are usually they're becoming more and more. Thank God. Um, you know, for for instance, Godzilla. They they do more artistic posters that come out alongside to kind of uh, appeal to different audiences you know mm-hmm. there's a, a lot of like mondo based uh, uh design uh poster designers that did some alternate posters for their godzilla that were beautiful mm-hmm. uh, so yeah i mean they're all kind of part of this overall campaign but um usually the teaser poster is more connected to the one sheet whereas the alternate posters are they can go as they can go crazy mm-hmm. it's, it's just to kind of get new people interested that that is always interesting when you look up say for example deadpool 2 you see those kind of more let's just shoot them on a green screen you know behind and have them pose with the big two and -hmm. then and then you'll see yours which is much like this is the one i personally would buy (laughs) this is so much more going on for it yeah i mean Um, the ultimate posters you they have you can have more fun on them because you're not like really trying you're, you're just it's just more to get people's attention than 
can have them commit to it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things, uh, uh, there is a, um, Jez, uh, Dobson of the name creative, uh, was talking about how he thinks that he saw that there was like a rise in, uh, a lot of fan art and limited li- licensing posters and how that's affecting more studios accepting these, these illustrated kind of photos. And he specifically mentioned you, um, as one of these people who are bringing illustrated, uh, these illustration types of posters back into the forefront. Um, and I'm curious of, he works for like a, a, one of those, like a poster company. And I was, I'm curious of what your take is on the difference between being an independent poster artist, as opposed to working in a poster house. Um, I mean, when you're, I think it's just what people, people's preferences are. I don't Mm -hmm. think one is better than the other. I think, Mm -hmm. um, when you work at an agency, it, it's just obviously more stable and, and more predictable as far as what you bring to the table. And, you know, for some people that have interest in moving up to becoming creative directors and eventually starting their own shops, it makes sense to be full-time in these agencies. Mm-hmm. But for me, it, it, it's always been, my interest has been more in just finding the projects that excite me and, and doing my own thing. Um, I think the advantage to me doing my own thing is that I can get credit for them, whereas somebody that's that's working full-time in an agency, the, the agency gets the credit. Yeah. So um, for me, it, it's always been, the importance has been more about the type of projects than anything, and, and I get more to choose from when I'm freelance. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Um, yeah. Well, so for, like for whenever... I know, Sam, you want to talk about the technical stuff, but when it comes to inspiration, do you ever, uh, what, what kind of, what do you use for inspiration in when creating a poster? Uh, we talked about, uh, Bob Peck and Bob Peak. darn it. I just closed the tab. Uh, but like, does anything else give you influence? Like go to back when we could a museum or simply like just going out into the woods or looking up at a cloud or uh, or seeing a fat bumblebee uh, going fat around. Fat bumblebee a- every time. Every mm-hmm. time I see fat bumblebee, I'm like, got it. Something um, about the fat I really want to see your next our, <laughs> your next poster. <laughs> There's a fat bumblebee in the background. Right. Avengers 4. Um, <laughs> Avengers 4. Yeah. Um, I mean, it comes from everywhere. I mean, I think my first, my first day on any project, I am just scouring for inspiration. I'm scouring the internet. I'm looking at photography, fine art books, um, Instagram, you know, it just comes from the most random places. I mean, uh, I could like two nights ago, I, I was just at home and I didn't want to work and smoke some weed. And all of a sudden I came up with this brilliant idea for this one project I'm on. And I'm like, all right, it just came out of nowhere. So there's no like linear way to come up with ideas. It, it's just about just being open to a lot of things. I mean, there are times where I'll even just write down like key words that I find are themes from the movie and just do Google searches and see what comes up. And sometimes that leads me to the most random ideas, but um, that's, that's usually how I, I start. I just kind of just throw a bunch of shit on the wall and see what sticks. You know? mm-hmm. Right. We uh, go ahead. Zach. Uh, oh no, I was just saying that uh, it's, it's one of those things you can't really describe, but when it happens, it happens. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, I was curious as well. Um, we talked about uh, Bob. See, now I'm going to do it. Bob Peak. Bob Peak. Yeah. Um, we talked about Bob Peak, but uh, when I when I first emailed, I compared you to Saul Bass because uh, I I mean with Saul Bass, I feel like his stuff is fairly simplistic. And for those of you who don't know Saul Bass, he's one of the greatest illustrator type typographer or not typographers but a uh, title sequence person he's done he's done a lot but um man with the golden and he has arms, kind psycho. of his own what i was naming some of the stuff oh yeah he's done psycho he's done a lot from the 50s and 60s but um you have that same kind of simplistic but also kind of a style of your own that isn't domineering uh it's not like this is you know akiko is her, her name is up in front of the the the, the name itself um and I was wondering if you feel like, because there's very few poster artists that I feel like have the name recognition of Saul Bass. And I was wondering if you thought that poster artists should be getting more uh, credit in in various things. Do you think that there should be more credit to them? Do you think it's fine? What are your thoughts on I that? I definitely think there should be more credit. I mean, yeah. It's, it's um, you know, like I feel so honored that I'm getting recognition finally for it, you know, because I know how rare it is. And I know there are so many talented designers out there that don't get credit. And, and um, you know, like I said, it goes back to them working full time at an agency. It's, it's hard mm-hmm. for them to post their work and take credit for it when it's under this agency. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, I, I think now with social media, I think it's 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 a good tool for people to post the work that they have done and, and slowly get recognition for the things they do. But um, it's not common for movie poster designers, especially, to, to get any credit. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel really lucky that people are starting to to recognize that I did a lot of different work. You know. Yeah. Have you? Because um, I know uh, John Alvin put his name in the E.T. and the Blade Runner poster. Like, he put it, he snuck it in. Have yeah. you ever tried to, like, sneak your name in to a poster, like, I a haven't. star? I haven't, no. Maybe maybe I can come up with, like, a little moniker I can, like, hide somewhere. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll be looking out for it. <laughs> um, I know another guy that makes his name almost as big as the, the title of the movie, and I'm like, okay, that's what's Oh, really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, I guess. But yeah. it's, it's crazy to me because I feel like posters, it's the first thing you see of the movie. It, there's so much for me. I judge a book by its cover. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I, if, if the poster isn't, isn't selling it for me, there's less of a chance that I'm going to see it. I mean, I feel like I'm kind of different from a lot of, uh, oh. m- well, just like people who really watch movies and appreciate, you know, all the different type of things that go behind it. Um, I like the so full package, but some people, what are you saying, Zach? I'm just saying, ooh, you're very different, Sam. All right, fine. <laughs> what I'm saying is, what am I saying? Uh, I think you're saying, <laughs> darn, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> I don't know, you got uh, me on. I get you. I, um, I think I would go see the Mission Impossible oh, movies more so if there were, say, the alternate or the, po- like, another thing we saw was, uh, you're a fan of Polish um, movie posters. And I also, like, Polish, Swedish, those kind of posters that are very, they're, they're like, two-dimensional, but it's much different from what you would see. Like, if there was a Swedish or Polish 
uh, poster for the next Mission Impossible. That's just as an example. I would be, what the heck is this movie? Um, instead of just Tom Cruise standing in front of something exploding. Oh, fire, yeah. Yeah, like, oh, but this is a different fire. Yeah. Now Tom Cruise is a little older, you know? Yeah, Ooh. <laughs> yeah. it uh, just... Um, but why, Sam, why? now that you figured out... Oh, go ahead. Huh? Well, I, I was, was just, I was just going out. on about how I think uh, like poster artists need to have more credit and just how like even on the imdb page i was thinking they should if you're hovering over the poster or something they don't even like credit underneath the the poster the the artist name whoever made it i don't know i just feel like there's so many things in industry that it's all about the writer director and i think just getting people to bring people to the movies the poster artist people like yourself should be getting so much more credit um because it's you know I think it's also within the culture of the movie poster advertising world because mm -hmm. a lot of times, I think when I first started, they would give credit to the actual designers, but mm -hmm. then other agencies would try to poach those designers. So mm -hmm. they kind of kept, then they stopped, they, they stopped giving credit and that's when it only was under the agency's name because mm -hmm. they really wanted to keep everybody kind of locked down, you mm -hmm. know? But that's changing again. I mean, I think what the loophole is illustration. I think because I'm illustrating something from scratch and not using unit photography from the film and blah, 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 I'm able to ask for credit on my actual artwork. But there are still instances where I'm making something photographic and my name doesn't get put on it. It just goes under the, the name of the agency. So, you know, hopefully that changes. But like I said, until then, it's great that Instagram exists. So yeah. They put a name to the work. Yeah. Very much so. And, you know, who knows uh, after all this, uh, you know, quarantining is done, what will life be like afterwards, you know? Yeah. Maybe yeah. art will, maybe that who will be the will happen with the art world. Um, um, some, something I, I, I want to ask as someone who draws from time to time, uh, what do you have uh, for advice on somebody who has uh, writer, or artist block? Uh, you know, there's always, it's, it's something that's plagued humankind for eons or however long an eon is from the cave, uh, cave wall paintings days. Exactly. Like, Oh, do I draw a horse or do I draw myself today on this cave? Um, <laughs> what advice would you give to, uh, someone who has that horrible, horrible block? I, mean, I think what makes a block worse is you putting yourself like putting more pressure on yourself or beating yourself up because of it. And I think it's impossible to hit home runs all the time, you know? And, and, um, and I think artists or creatives, they always have a hard time admitting that they're inspired by something else. And I think everybody should just be open. We're always constantly inspired by something else. And, you know, it's just what you do with the idea more than anything. Mm -hmm. Um, so, I mean, I get blocked all the time, and unfortunately, as a freelancer <clears throat> or as an independent, if I mess up on a job, I mess up with the client and I'm fucked. But mm -hmm. if I was working in-house as a designer, there'd be other designers there to fill in the gaps to, to, to help the presentation move forward. So, I mean, it, it's hard. I mean, it's a lot of pressure, and, and everybody gets it, and just to kind of remind yourself that you will get inspired and that everybody kind of struggles with it is hopefully less of a burden on your shoulders. But I mean, 
I get inspiration from this, the dumbest things. So, I mean, if, if you set your mind out, you're like, I got to find inspiration and then give up and actually just give yourself a night off of where you're just like watching bullshit. Sometimes it happens when you're not trying to force it, you know? So, um, yeah, I wish I knew of a proper technique or could say that meditation works, but <laughs> sometimes it just comes from nowhere. Do you ever find, this is a little off topic, but do you, do you ever find yourself like watching the, the, the trash TV, so to speak, and you're just like, I want to be do a poster for that, like the true crime things. Do you ever just like, oh, I want to. Yeah. I was so excited when I was at an agency and we were working on East Mountain Down. We had no idea. It was like, <laughs> it was on cloud nine. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, that's also brings up another point is, is when you see somebody do a poster for something and you think it sucks. That sometimes can be inspiration to be like, wow, but I could do this, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think it's, it's good not to, to filter out what you could find as inspiration because even like the shittiest thing can, can spark something amazing. Um, you were talking earlier, or we, we mentioned earlier about uh, your, your fascination with Polish movie posters. Mm -hmm. And I was curious, because I, I saw that in a few of the interviews. Um, why, why do you think the maybe not specifically Poland, but in, in other European countries, there's a little bit more of a freedom uh, to experiment with these kind of more abstract posters as instead of in America. Um, maybe there's less money on the line and maybe, you know, I feel like, I feel like Polish posters come from a lack of assets, like a lack of photography, you know, like going back to what you said about Mission Impossible, maybe they don't have access to the special shoot that they did at Tom Cruise. And so, they really just have to try to capture the essence of the film in some simple, minimalist illustration. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've always loved how raw and almost naive that they are, you know? And so from the start of me in this industry, that's always been a heavy influence. And anytime I can make like nod to that, that type of uh, poster making, I, I will, you know? Do you have a, a favorite Polish? A favorite Polish? Oh, it changes every week. It really what's, does. what's this week? Um, oh boy. God. Or last week. <laughs> last week. Um, I mean, I guess it changes per project, but um, oh boy, too many. Uh, I'll have to come back to that one. All right, we'll we'll ask at the yeah at the end. If it if it comes up at like in the middle of a, 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 a one of us. Yeah, you can question, interrupt us just if it comes if it comes up. Yeah, because yeah. I want to know. Just like um, dance moms. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess. This one, this one, this this one version of blow up. It was just a girl's face made with a bunch of dots, and I really, really wanted to do it uh, for this film. They were doing a 20 year anniversary um, uh, poster for. Um, oh God, why am I drawing a blank? For Requiem for a Dream, mm. and so I wanted to make that of. Ellen Burstyn, but out of pills. And, oh, oh. Uh, and I really thought it was the most brilliant idea, but then the director. Oh, wow. So, wow. Also, yeah, yeah, look cool. looking, are you looking at the Polish poster? Yeah, I'm looking at blow it. Up? That is fantastic. We'll put it on the Instagram. Um, but uh, that reminds me of your um, your Ingrid Goes West poster, kind of, uh -huh. with like the, the Instagram thing. <laughs> that, that sparked my connecting it to your thing. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe they I liked it. Thank you. Um Well, yeah, 
Oh, go ahead, Zach. Well, I was just saying, uh, what is what is the future hold uh, for you and for poster making or just art? Yeah, what's on the what's on the horizon? Is there anything I, you can? I think for poster making, I think it's you know it's been really nice to see clients being more hip to what's going on as far as the like poster collectors and you know and bringing more art into to, to movie posters into the mainstream movie poster world and so I'm excited to see it. It's been nice to see because when I first started, maybe one illustrated poster came out every four years, you know. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's just so great to see so much more popping up. And, it, um, you know, I hope it sticks. I think it will because it, I think it also serves a purpose because obviously now there's not opportunities to do uh, shoots, like special shoots of the actors. So the illustration helps fill in the gaps when there's lack, lack of assets, you know. Mm-hmm. How recently have you seen that that change to 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 more illustrated stuff? Oh gosh, I feel like maybe in the last ten years, there's there's oh, been wow. more. I've been seeing it become more and more. I think mm-hmm. uh, I think one of the clients finally found out about Mondo and all the collectors of, of Mondo posters. I've seen that name come up yeah. a lot. So I, I think that had a, I think that had a, a, a big influence on them too. So that's great. Is there anything that we should keep our eyes open for uh, of your work coming up? Um, I have a few things coming out soon. So, um, uh, gosh, I mean, I had a book that came out. We were supposed to have a big launch for it, but then the pandemic hit. So that's yeah. Kind of I was going to mention on. that. Yeah, so I put that on hold, and we were also going to do um, a, a gallery show where one side of the gallery was just posters, artist prints, and the other was my more personal work, and I was really looking forward to making my own work because I rarely have time to do that, and so that was a fire lit under my ass to do it, but then that all got canceled. I'd like to hope that that comes up again one day when people are allowed to to be at places again. <laughs> Yeah, and that's uh, the the book is uh, Akiko Matic, the work of Akiko Starnberger. Uh, and uh, why why do you choose a uh, Akiko Matic? What, what that's my website. I came up with that website name like when I was still an editorial illustrator, and so I just kept it. It's yeah. I my mine is uh, Sam Wise Ferg. I okay. like changed. I like chose that and. It's kind of it's it's one of those things that's slightly embarrassing because it's like how professional is that? But yeah. it's just now it's just become so I can sympathize. Yeah, um, exactly. I I, I, st- I still have my first email. What is it? <laughs> Batman dot rocks. <laughs> I don't. Is I do it not. Email? It, it's uh, at <laughs> Yahoo. At Yahoo. Uh, yeah, I only use it for fantasy football. Uh, oh, but not for that's, anything. That's fitting. Else. No. Yeah. Yeah. Mine was uh, mine was cool as bad. Fifty four was my Ooh, Yahoo. Yeah. <laughs> Let's all go over our embarrassing our embarrassing emails. emails. What was Akiko, your AOL, Matt. Akiko? God, I don't even know if I had an AOL. Um, oh, I did. It was Akiko is rad. <laughs> I think I saw that come up actually. Akiko is rad. As a, Akiko rocks. rad. <laughs> Have you seen the show Pin Fifteen? Uh, I've seen like one or two episodes. Okay, they have a whole yeah. episode on uh, AOL usernames and stuff. Oh, I wow. love the show. 
Um, any final questions, Zach? Do you have anything closing? Um, let me. No, I. Uh, I. I think I'm. That was that was the end of my page that I wrote. Dan. Ah. Um. Yeah. Uh, I guess my last question is: there are there any other uh, POTUS, uh poster artists out there that you would like to to point out uh, to shed some light on? Is there any other people oh, that we should be keeping so our eye on? Um, there's so many. I mean, a good girlfriend of mine, her name is Desi Moore. Desi Moore. Um, she just did the Kajillionaire poster for Miranda July. Um, I share my studio with Kaylin White. Um, she um, she's she does amazing work, and um, I also share my studio with Eric Buckham, who does PalaceWorks.net. And um, you know, I, I'm really lucky because even though we're all independent of each other, we we are in each other's, uh, you know, by osmosis, we pick up things from each other, and I feel really lucky to have them around. Is it, I mean, outside of that group of people, do you think, like, the poster artwork world is fairly friendly? Is it fairly competitive? How would you describe it's it? It's pretty competitive, especially yeah. when it's, um, when for, for, for photographic-based posters, it's extremely competitive. And there's mm. usually so many movie poster agencies competing against each other. Um, so that's why illustration is great, because I feel like no... Like, if you gave 10 illustrators the same thing to paint, we're all going to paint it differently. So mm -hmm. that's why I feel like illustration has definitely worked in my favor. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, last question. Um, what's, a, what's a song that we can play you out on? <laughs> what's oh, a song that, Like your theme song. Yeah, this is what's going to be ending as oh, a transition. <laughs> so much pressure. Um, Jesus. If you wait long enough, we won't have it. We will just cut to... <laughs> America, fuck yeah. America, oh. fuck yeah. Yes. There we go. All right, cue song. Thanks for Hup. being with us, uh, Thank Kiko. you so much. Uh, this was a pleasure. Truly honored to have you on. Thank you, guys. It was such, a, such an honor with, uh, talking to you guys. Oh. Oh. Thank you as well. Uh, yes. Check out her work. Check out Akiko Matic, uh, the, her, her poster collection. Um, and uh, yeah, and, have uh, fun. Be safe. Be safe and stay clean, Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs>